Introducing Elvis Presley. Built around the fiery personality of Elvis Presley. Here is an Elvis Presley you've never seen before. It's Elvis on a love campaign. It's Elvis, Hawaiian style. And Elvis takes both sides. Elvis rocking and socking on the waterfront. Elvis brings you the vacation of your life. A different kind of man, Elvis Presley. It's a new Elvis, one you've never seen before. Viva Elvis, Viva and Margaret. Now he crowns his meteoric rise to fame with a fiery burst of dramatic power. Hey everybody and welcome to the Starring Elvis Presley podcast. I'm Sheena. And I'm Savannah. And we are coming to an end of Elvis's feature films. We're so sad. Sad. <laughs> uh, Elvis made 31 feature films. He also made two documentaries, which we'll get to in a couple of weeks. But today we are covering Elvis's 30th film. This is called The Trouble with Girls and How to Get Into It. So, the plot of this movie is all about a traveling show called Chautauqua, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had to write it down, um, and Sheena has been trying to tell me how to say it for yeah. about five minutes now. So, <laughs> Chautauqua is a traveling troupe, um, and so they they go around town, and it's similar to a circus, but it we'll call it a troupe. Um, and so, Elvis is the manager of this troupe. And basically, hilarity ensues, and they have <laughs> uh, small-town politics about trying to keep the traveling show there and come back next year like they usually do. There's a murder, and, and of course, that sounds very dramatic, but honestly, the plot is not overly dramatic at all. It's really not. It's very lighthearted, a very quick, breezy watch. Yeah. Um, Speaking of him being a manager, I notice his character's name is Walter. Right. Man, Elvis does not look like a Walter to me. No, does I not look like a Walter. You know, I know he's played several Mikes, and Mike seems to work for him okay. I can believe that. I still think of him as Elvis, but Walter. Yeah. Walter. I thought That's that was a funny interesting. One. Yeah. So, uh... So this was pretty fun. Did yeah. you enjoy it? Yeah, I liked it okay. Um, it was it was funny. I liked, the thing I liked the most was the characters. Yeah. Uh, I loved Elvis in it, and I loved Marlon Mason. She was super cute in this role. Um, I thought her chemistry with Elvis was adorable. Yes, definitely. Really, really liked her. She was a lot of fun. So those were the two things I enjoyed the most. Um, I really loved the fireworks scene. Um, I pointed out to Sheena that Joe Esposito was actually yeah. <laughs> did a little cameo. And, of course, I love that. A white suit with that baby blue. Yes, it it looks so good on Elvis. So good, especially with that jet black hair and those yeah. sideburns. It, it was wonderful. So yeah, I thought this. I like the songs part. Yeah, yeah, and 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 going back to that too, I loved watching Marlon perform um, with Elvis and solo. Um, she's just so talented, right? She Very talented, so talented and such a great personality. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed it. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, like you, I enjoyed the songs. Um, not my favorite Elvis movie, but not my least favorite Elvis movie ever. So. Right. Yeah, it's a, a fun, breezy little watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do we want to hear some Elvis trivia? Yes, because I know we have a lot of famous people in this We one. do. But before we get to that, let's actually go back and talk about Chautauqua for just a second. It's actually a real, this is an actual thing. They didn't make it up for the movie. Chautauqua was, was founded in 1874 by Lewis Miller, an Akron, Ohio inventor, and the father-in-law of inventor Thomas Edison. So wow. very nice. And 
and uh, John H. Vincent, a Methodist minister and an eventual bishop. Their original goal was to provide adult education in the summer uh, for Sunday school teachers. With the success of the program, it evolved to include academic subjects, um, music, art, physical education. Um, it did include many religious denominations. The home base for Chautauqua is the southwest corner of New York State near Lake Chautauqua. And um, the institute is still there. I didn't do my research on it, so I should have. But this is <laughs> this is what I've have gathered. Um, I don't know if it's still there and still thriving. Um, in the early 1900s, the Chautauqua program traveled by train across the country, bringing lectures to the people. And this is how we get this time frame that we're in for the film. Okay. Yeah. And with the advent then of film and radio programs, the traveling stopped. So they kept everything there at the institution. Um, it's been visited by nine U.S. presidents, including Franklin D. Roosevelt, who delivered his I Hate War speech there in 1936. And then Ronald Reagan was there. Um, he addressed a conference on the U.S. and Soviet relations there via satellite in 1987. And George Gershwin, someone I really love, <laughs> composed his concerto in F while visiting in 1925. So that's very nice. Yeah. Um, and we mentioned uh, that the title of the movie is The Trouble with Girls and How to Get Into It. Um, a lot of people, you'll just hear say it's The Trouble with Girls. Um, this is actually the only movie, Elvis movie, to have a subtitle. Wow. So, if you've noticed that, you know, Jailhouse Rock is not Jailhouse Rock and How to Get Into It or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, but it's not. Um, so... Um, this movie actually took a while to get to production. Um, as early as December 1960, Glenn Ford was set to star in the movie. By February 1961, Elvis had joined as Ford's co-star, along with Hope Lang and Arthur O'Connor. We've seen Hope with Elvis before. Screenwriters changed over and over, and by July 1961, Glenn Ford was out, and Elvis was in as the star. By August 1964, Elvis was out, and Dick Van Dyke was chosen to star. <laughs> um, after more screenwriter changes, MGM actually sold the rights to Columbia Pictures. So in April 1968, MGM bought the rights back to the film, and Elvis was brought back in to star. Production finally again began in October 1968. It was finished by December 18, 1968. And filming took place at MGM Studios. Among the film's working titles were Big America hmm. and just Chautauqua. But then we finally end up with The Trouble with Girls. Yeah, and uh, Peter Tewksbury directed this movie. He also directed Stay Away Joe. He actually received three Emmy nominations for his work in television, winning one in 1959 for directing an episode of Father Knows Best. Oh, I, I really like this fact because this movie I thought looked really interesting. I thought there were some really unique mm -hmm. uh, camera shots and that kind of thing. And uh, we have cinematographer uh, Jacques R. Marquette, who also worked on Frankie and Johnny. Uh, he was the cinematographer for this film, and he began his career as a newsreel photographer, and he also served in World War II as an Air Force photographer. Um, he's also worked in a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, so wow. he's had a really amazing career. Now, let's talk about some of these uh, co-stars. I know you've seen some of them before. Marlon Mason, who we mentioned, she is, she's been in movies like Carousel. She was in um, the TV show Charles in Charge, so you've, you've seen her somewhere. Shereen North played uh, Nita Bix. 
Um, you have probably seen her. If you're a big fan of the uh, the Golden Girls, I'm a huge fan of the Golden Girls. <laughs> you know her as uh, Blanche's sister, Virginia Hollingsworth, which I thought was really cool. That is funny. <laughs> I always love a Golden Girls reference. She was also in the Mary Tyler Moore show. Um, she's done so much work. Um, a lot of fans, uh, pop culture nerds too, I would think, would know her as Kramer's mother on Seinfeld. <laughs> um, it's a character who reveals uh, to the other characters that Kramer's first name is Cosmo. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of neat. The innkeeper's daughter, Betty, is played by Nicole Jaffe. I hope I'm saying her name correctly there. She uh, worked on the Disney movie The Love Bug, but she's really best known for her voice. She voiced uh, Velma in the Scooby-Doo show from Aww. 1969 to 1973. So that's very cool. She did work for a long time, too, with the uh, William Morris Agency as an agent. John Carradine played played uh, Mr. Drew Colt and is well known for his deep voice. <laughs> he uh, played in more than 70 TV shows and over 260 films, including Bluebeard, The Grapes of Wrath. Um, so you've seen him for sure, I'm, I'm sure, many times. Vincent Price, probably my favorite actor in this movie after <laughs> Elvis and Marlon Mason. I mean, I think we know him from so much stuff. He was in the Ten Commandments. Um, he made so many wonderful horror movies. Of course, a lot of us know him. He vo uh, has that wonderful little narration in Thriller. <laughs> so that's always very cool to hear. Shortly before his death in 1993, he said one of his favorite roles was the voice of Professor uh, Radigan in The Great Mouse Detective. I hope I'm saying Professor Radigan correctly. It's been a long time since I've it's seen It's been a long time for me, The too. Great Mouse Detective, but I did enjoy that movie. He was also a gourmet cook, so, you know, I really wish I could have had a Vincent Price meal. Jack of all trades. I'm telling you. He actually... Um, in the 1970s, he did have several uh, cooking programs for TV with his wife, which I thought was very nice. And um, his last movie role was in 1990 in Edward Scissorhands. One of my favorite cult classics. I know, me too. I, I really liked... Uh the villain Harrison Wilby, uh, played by Dabney Coleman, he actually became known as sort of a smarmy, selfish kind of guy. Mm -hmm. um, he was the oppressive boss in 9 to 5. Um, he was also in um, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. He was in Buffalo Bill. Let me see, The Guardian. I mean, he's, he's done a lot of different stuff. Um, child actress Anissa Jones played the role of Carol Bix. She was also Buffy in the TV series Family Affair. And we were just talking about this. If you look really close, you'll see Susan Olsen trying out for the children's program at Chautauqua. And everyone knows her, really, as Cindy Brady From of the, the Brady, Brady Bunch. Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When I saw her come on, I was like, I know that yeah. little girl. I know. She's so adorable. So cute. So adorable. Um, so, yeah, that's, um, that's a lot of our... Uh, of our trivia there. Yeah. Um, we did hear for, from some fans. Not a lot of fans had a lot to say about this one, but... Um, What'd they think? Uh, Yvonne on Facebook said she actually met Marlon Mason um, on an Elvis cruise. Oh. So uh, she has that really great memory of Marlon, and then she always loves to watch this movie and then be you know, be reminded of Marlon's funny stories, which more on that in a minute. But Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Corin, Corin, I hope I'm saying your name correctly. That's a lovely name. She likes the uh, scene in the tent where um, he forces Marlon's character to dance. Yes. Yeah, very Super cute. Super cute. Yeah, so... Um, I think that's what all we've got for the trouble with girls. But before we go, we do have a fun interview with you with Miss Lovely Marlon Mason from Elvis Week, um, and she tells her famous zipper story. That sounds good. It is a famous <laughs> story that I think a lot of Elvis fans know and love. It's um how she managed to help 
uh, Elvis with his acting, and it's it's very. Um, What's my word? It's very charming. Charming. Yeah. <laughs> Memorable. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so thank you uh, to Marlon Mason for coming to Elvis Week. If you want to hear from more Elvis co-stars, you need to come to Elvis Week because we do have a panel all about Elvis's co-stars. Yes. Um, we also have the um, Elvis the Entertainer Career Museum here. So if you want to see some Elvis movie artifacts, mm-hmm. we have that's where you see them. Um, anything else, Savannah? I think that's it. We're gearing up for Elvis week. We cannot believe that it's almost here. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so we're super excited to see all of you very soon. And on to our last Elvis feature film. Oh, my gosh. So we'll see y'all then. <laughs> Thank you. All right. She has. She has been on every television show I ever loved in my life. I'm just going to read a few of them because we spent a lot of time watching these shows. Vegas, Barnaby Jones, Wonder Woman, Marcus Welby, The Magician, Bill Bixby, uh, Cannon, The Odd Couple, Mission Impossible, Banachek. She was a regular co-star on Longstreet. Remember Longstreet, The Blind Detective? Remake that show. And my all-time favorite detective show, she was on Mannix. Please welcome, from The Trouble With Girls and how to get into it. Marlon Mason. Good to have you here. Hi. Oh, good, good to see you, sorta. <laughs> yeah, they're out there somewhere. You, guys, I wish you could see the show going on in the back around the table. That's where the show was. Yes. You, you ladies back there talking. Three of us old, old ladies together <laughs> back there. It's, a, it's wonderful. <laughs> they don't know my plan, though. Uh-oh. Uh, I, some of you might know what my goal is, yes? To be the sole surviving leading lady of Elvis Presley. <laughs> Well, you can take out two today. So those two <laughs> nice little ladies backstage better watch out. <laughs> I talked about all the, all the, the shows you had been on and, and all the uh, acting that you had done. Take us to that day when you get a phone call and somebody says, we need you for an Elvis Presley movie. I said yes. <laughs> Good call. Yeah, I, it, was, it, they, I don't, it was Peter Tewksbury, uh, the director, who I had never worked with before. I didn't know Peter, but he knew of my work and apparently had it in his head that he wanted me for this role. And um, I had heard, oh, maybe 10 years ago that uh, that was, somebody did not want me. And Peter said, if you don't take Mason, I walk. So that was kind of a compliment to me. Um, And I don't know what Peter saw of my work, but I had, as you said, I did every television show there was, just about. And uh, so, but that's how I got it. And I had, for some reason, I didn't have any trouble working in television, but I couldn't get into features. So in the back of my head, I thought maybe it would help me scoot along in the feature area, but still, well, I I do have a feature out now. Let's see, we did Elvis in 1968, and now this is 2017. I have a horror film out right now. And I'm the horror. <laughs> Typecasting. Yes. But you know, 
Uh, it's great. To, it, that's what you love. I mean, you, you work. Yeah. And it's about working. And in the 60s, you were working. You were just going. Were you, were you an Elvis fan? Did you go to the movie theaters nope. to see Elvis movies? No. Oh. No, I was not an Elvis fan. But that was because my interest uh, was in Broadway musicals and that kind of music. Yeah. And, of course, I knew who Elvis was. But I wasn't a fan of, you know, Gaga over Elvis until he walked in and I met him. <laughs> that didn't last <laughs> And I'm long. still, we're all still gaga and over Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. So... All those, uh, those TV series you had been on, you go into those TV series and you're in, at the most, a week. You're just, yeah. you're just literally a guest at somebody else's party and it's been going on before you got there. And I'm assuming the tone is set, you know, for, especially for a TV show of any kind, it's kind of set by the leading actor. If the leading actor is uptight, everybody's afraid, to, you know, hi Marlon, can't talk. If yeah. the leading actor or actress is easy to work with, like a James Garner time, that then everybody's like, you're going to have a great time and welcome to sit. So what was the Elvis Presley set like? Oh, that was, well, Elvis definitely set the tone. And uh, Tom Poston, I was doing a, mm -hmm. a, a Bob Newhart show, and Tom and I, and, and when you do those half-hour comedies, you have what is called the A story and the B story. And usually it was uh, Bob that had the A story. Well, in this one, Tom says, you know, you and I are the A story in this, and Bob is the B story, he said, but he's still the thread that runs through. Yeah. And Elvis, even though he's only one-third in, in The Trouble with Girls, mm -hmm. you think he's all the way through it. And he was the thread to the whole piece, and he also sets the tone, as you said, mm -hmm. for how the crew is. And Elvis would come to the studio on his day off, which meant... <laughs> He was happy there. He re we had a wonderful group of actors, great crew, and it was like a big sandbox for, for both he and I. And I, I would go to work, I went to the studio every day whether I worked or not because I just liked to just suck up the, all of it. And, and to have him show up on his day off and, and, you know, and I asked him, I said, what are you doing here at your day off? He said, oh, I'm just coming to see what y'all are doing. And it was kind of sad in a way because I thought this is where he wants to be. Yeah. And that's where I'm happiest. And I'm working now pretty much like I did in my younger years. I'm having a great old age, and Elvis is a big part of yeah. that. Now. now, you shot the movie. The movie's released in um, September of 69. Mm -hmm. And an interesting time when you go in the Elvis timeline. He had just opened in Vegas like the month before. So you, you got Elvis at... He's looking good. I got him. You guys, but you guys shot the movie, obviously, earlier in 68. Yes, we shot it in the fall of 68 into winter because he called me into his dressing room when the, he said, Cap, get in here. He called me Cap because I always wore a little cap to work. He said, Cap, get in here. So, yeah, what do you want? And he said, I have a special coming on this weekend. I want you to watch it and tell me what you think. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Okay, I'll watch it. And, and that's when I became a fan, to answer your mm. earlier question, that's when I became a fan of Elvis's, because I had never seen him perform. I hadn't seen any of his films. And when he came out in that black leather, and I thought, oh, man, I'm working with that. Ooh. <laughs> and and I, I realized, I mean, I knew he was talented working with him, but then I saw him in what he really did the best. And, um, oh, yeah, he was... He was something. And, and he really wanted to know, 
what you thought. He about he it. wanted to know what I thought, and I said, "Man, I said I I thought you were talented, but I said I had no idea what you did." I said, "I am now a fan of yours for life." Yeah. And it was. Um, he 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 was just he was just amazing. Your your film uh, Trouble with Girls has really, I mean, I looked up some things about it. It's really an, an Elvis movie that at the time, the, the reviews were not you know real kind. If there were any reviews at but all. But it's it's really been one that if you go back, people are really looking at it anew because because it is a, a, a film about a certain topic and a certain time, and it really captures that era of the uh, early 1900s of the, you know, the shows that went around from town to town. Yeah, and, and somebody told me, now you, you, you would all know, that it was very different in the sense that our romantic relationship was unlike any of his other, because yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't very, seemingly very romantic. Uh, but of course, you all didn't know what my sub subtext was. But. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and that there was uh, murder in it, that's, yeah. that, that was Dabney Coleman. Yeah. And there were, there were things in the movie that were not in his other films. Yeah, a little darker. Yes. A little darker. And it was beautifully photographed. Yeah. I don't know about the other shows. The little snippets I've seen here and there, some of the shows looked a little, what I call, universal studio look, kind of yeah. cheap. Yeah. But it was uh, uh, Jacques Marquette was the cameraman, and he was just brilliant. Wow. Made me look good, I'll tell you. And you were, you were saying that, that you had... You're one of the actresses, you know, there, there are a number of actresses who, you know, could write books on, yes, I kissed Elvis, but you kissed Elvis in a different way. It was not a good kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was, if, if you've seen the film, the rocket flies through the tent and it throws the two of us together. And before we did the kiss, I, I said, wait a minute, I said, we've got a little issue here. I said, if we get thrown together, I said, I could conceivably bust your lip or your teeth or you mine. I said, we've got to rehearse this. Mm. So, <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> so we rehearsed that and we came out, both of us, totally unscathed from yeah. it. But we talk and the minute our lips meet, I think he says, hire the mayor's daughter. And I go, what? He says, hire the mayor's daughter. Well, it's not really sexy to, but it was still Elvis. Who, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, one of the things I love when I talk to the, uh, to the actors that worked with Elvis is, is they all had, you know, scenes in the movie. The movie's put together of the completed scenes, but getting to a completed scene requires many takes sometimes. And sometimes in scenes when someone's being shot a certain way, things can go on off camera that you might not know about. And I will say this, and I think I used this analogy earlier in the week. If you're Kenny Rogers and I go see you in concert and you don't do The Gambler, I'm going to be mad. If you're the Oak Ridge Boys and you don't do Elvira, I'm going to be mad. And if you've got Marlon Mason on stage and you don't ask her about the chair... Okay. <laughs> the Zippa story. Okay, well this, I started telling... It's like you're getting it, you're like, okay. Yes. Um, I originally told this because I was trying to let you all know how Elvis was to work with and how easy he was and the fact that I thought he was a wonderful actor. Uh, and we all know he did not do the part that he wanted to, you know, he wanted that 
wonderful role, and that never happened for him. But anyway, I, I, I loved working with him. So Peter Tewksbury comes to me, and we're shooting the scene. It's just prior to the kiss, and we have shot the master, and now we're doing close-ups. And Elvis is close-up, and I'm out of camera. The camera's there. Elvis is behind me, rubbing my back. And I'm not real comfortable, well, I'm sort of comfortable, but I'm not comfortable with it, because I know he's make, trying to make the moves on me. And Peter, Peter Tewksbury said, came to me, took me off to the side, and he, he asked me, he wanted a particular look on Elvis's face, a, a, a reaction. And I, don't, I can't remember what it was, I just know, he, he said to me, I don't care what you do, just get it for me. Well, okay. I thought, what, what am I going to do? Okay, so I have to kind of act this. Can I move this just oh, a please. little? Uh, okay. I'm in the chair. Elvis is behind me. He's rubbing my shoulders. Action. And we start our dialogue. So we, have, we make no eye contact in this part of the scene. So I'm thinking, okay, I've got to get a reaction. So I turn around. And he's rubbing my back, so he's there. I turn around. I'm looking at his crotch. <laughs> hmm. So what do you do when you look at Elvis's crotch? You start, you want to see a little more. So I, I, und, und, I think there was a snap or a button. I got that undone. And he's talking, and he's not saying anything. We're, we're doing the scene. And I get a hold of that little flippy thing on the zipper, and I start unzipping. And, I, and, I, and I'm thinking, come on, Tewksbury, say cut. And then when I get almost to the bottom, he yells, cut, thank you very much, Marlon. I got what I wanted. Thank you, Elvis. <laughs> the beauty of Elvis was he never, he stayed right in the scene. And it wasn't until I saw the movie, there, there just, it's just a split second, he's got that look of, <laughs> and I, I, what, what shit? It, and that, I mean, I just loved it. And, it. and it became the zipper story. So, thank you. Oh. Zippers have never quite been the same for me. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to be for us now. Either. Oh, God, I uh. haven't seen a zipper in so many years. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> At a boy, Luther. Um, <laughs> that clip we opened with, you're, you're an, an actress that also got to do something. You, you know, he's in your world acting and doing movies, but you're in his world now. You're yeah. record, you did a duet with Elvis Presley. Only one of three women to record with him. Yeah. I, I was told for that Shelley Fabre would have been the fourth one, but I was told 
that sh that was a split screen. It wasn't an actual re right. recording with him. And he was great. Mac Davis was at our recording session. And I, I haven't seen Mac since then. And, and I remember he and Elvis were, were watching me do some of my stuff. And, they, and I, I can't remember if it was Mac or Elvis. said, you sure do like to sing, don't you? And I love to sing. I, I can't sing anymore. But that was, I just loved doing that. It was, it was, that was what brought me joy. Yeah. yeah. And as an actress, you know, if, if you're lucky, you, you hit something uh, that the public remembers and that has a, a shelf life, and that, that comes back maybe later in life and gives you the gift of this. Yeah. What's it been like for you over the last few years, you know, since we lost Elvis, to still be a part of the Elvis family? And through you, we get to, to hear a little bit about what, what it must have been like to be with him. But what's it been like for you, this experience with us? Oh, it, I, well, I always say I would prefer Elvis to be alive and well but he's given me a great old age. And I've, I would not be here were it not for, um, I, was, I had written a short little independent movie called Model Rules, and it was premiering at the Rhode Island International Film Festival. This was in 2008. And I was going into the old Columbus Theater in Providence, Rhode Island, to see it, it was going to screen, and there was a, one of the volunteers was sitting outside the little curtained entrance, and I introduced myself to her, and she said, I'm waiting here for Marilyn Mason. She's my favorite actress since I was a young girl, and, I, and I'm Elvis's little sister, and I do Elvis, and she was his leading, and she went on, and I said, well, honey, I said, you're waiting for me, but my name is Marlon. And I didn't realize till the fifth explanation that my name was Marlon and not Marilyn, that she was partially deaf. And out of that initial conversation, we became friends. And she said to me, you need to call EPE and get into their shows. She said, they need you, they need some new blood and you've got wonderful stories to tell. And I said, no, I said, I, I what, 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 oh. oh. So, I'm trying to tell them a story, <laughs> and this is a, a new one, I think, I, and some of you might know about Amy Beth. So I, I said, no, I said, you know, I loved Elvis, and I said, I don't want to sell my photos, I, I can't do that. But then I realized making my own short films, a little extra money would help, because it's, it's tough making your own little independent film. So she, I, so anyway, I just said no, and the next thing I know, EPE is calling me and said, would you like to come? This would be January 2009 I was invited. And here I am today. It was the best thing that happened. So I always, always remember Amy Beth and wherever she is. I just saw her, so. Well, we love, we oh, love. Oh, God, I see you all now. Yes, look at that. It's, oh, uh, they disappeared again. We've, we've talked several times you were in, in Tupelo uh, at, at, at our festival there in Tupelo and we've been together on cruise ships on an Elvis cruise oh, not gosh, together uh, yeah. we've been on an Elvis cruises before oh don't wreck it well you know Christopher was there with us so <laughs> yes. he was a chaperone yes. um, but we just I just have to say that there's there are those people that you talk to that you just I sit back like them you're so wonderful to talk to oh Thank you. And he's the best interviewer. Oh. You, you really are. You're going to be around afterwards to meet everybody yes. at the autograph session. Uh, yes. So you can tell her thank you then, but tell her thank you now. Marlon oh, Mason. You.
Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Uh, can, do I have time for one little story? A little quickie? All right. Okay. Okay, you got one more. You, I'm going to give you one more little story. It's about Elvis's hair. And the reason I'm saying it is because I, when I was here last uh, for the opening of the hotel, I didn't realize I got a standing ovation. And when you get a standing ovation, by my rules, you always give you one more story, a little encore. So this is, this is very quick. We were shooting the, the, the scene that you saw, the, the music scene. And the writers, it was a writing team, Lo, uh, Arnold and Lois Peiser and the director called me aside. And they said, Marlon, we need you to do something. I said, yeah, what? And they said, we don't like Elvis's hair. Yeah. They said, well, we want you to mess it up. I said, I'm not touching his hair. <laughs> I said, you don't touch people's hair. Well, why don't you do it yourselves? They said, because we're afraid of him. <laughs> You're afraid of Elvis? Yeah, we, he likes you. We want you to do it. Okay. <laughs> this, you know, first the zipper thing, now, now it's there. <laughs> I don't know which came first, doesn't matter. So I walked back up to that little stage and those little flappy things that were called, you know, wings. And he's standing there and we're waiting to shoot. And, and I'm going, oh God, how do I do this? Okay. Oh, Elvis, you're a good looking guy. You're really sexy looking. But you'd be sexier looking if you just mess up your hair a little. I didn't touch it. I said, if you just mess it up just a little bit. He went, oh, like this? And I went, yeah. I said, I said, oh, let me. I said, just let me get this little hair out. Perfect. And I just went like this to the, letting them know out there. And that's my little hair story. But Marlon Mason.